0: of breath and life we give you thanks for this church this community gathered here to worship we give you thanks for your creation the changing seasons falling leaves thanks for your mercy for your forgiveness for your love we give you thanks in our weakness we thank you for your power is made evident in our failures we thank you For your grace is sufficient, even in the trials, through the struggles and pain, as you form us into who you want us to be, turning our mess into your message. Today and every day, we give you thanks.
1: Church, let's stand to our feet with a thankful heart. Let's give Jesus. A- church. Let's sing this out this morning. That Christ is my firm foundation. He's the rock on which I stand when everything could sing these songs as I often do but every song must stay and you never knew. so I'll throw up my head and praise you again and again cause all that I have is a. for a heart singing out. Up, church. Oh, come on, my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul, cause you've got a lot. of the goodness.
2: Good morning, church. Good morning, church. We are so glad you're here in the house of the Lord today. We will have a, a time for bringing rocks up here shortly, if you give us just a minute here. The, um, so we're just thankful that you're here. It's Thanksgiving week. We are going to uh, do things a little bit differently on campus this week. But first of all, we'd like to connect with you, whether you are at home or whether you are here in person. If you're here in person, you can go to the welcome desk. We have a nice gift for you if you're a first time guest. if um, But we'd like to connect with you by having you text CONNECT to 904-441-6900. You can give us your prayer requests, or you can just um, connect with us and tell us how life is going with you. Also, if you'd like to get a digital copy of the bulletin, you can text NEWS to 904-441-6900. We have a few items of announcements this week. Um, It is Thanksgiving week, so we will have a short week this week in the office. The uh, office will close at noon on Friday, and we will have have Thanksgiving holiday on Thursday, and we'll we'll be closed on Friday. Also, We are so grateful for you for the shoeboxes. We have, we sent out 1,071 shoeboxes on Thursday. Thank you so much. You've done such a wonderful job. And so, um, with that being said, Pastor Walter has a, a, a tremendous announcement for us. Good morning, church. It's good to see you.
3: You know, we've been giving out these rocks the last couple of weeks. I'm calling them foundation stones. And what we're doing is, as we are building, uh, constructing a family ministry center, we're reminding ourselves of something. We're reminding ourselves that we're not building out of concrete and steel. We are building upon Jesus Christ, our rock. We are building on Jesus Christ, our cornerstone, and His Word. That's what we're doing. And we are not building, we're not building a building. We're joining Christ in building his kingdom, his family, his church. And so we've asked you over the last several months if you have a chance to uh, several weeks, if you had a chance to come and write a scripture on it, or maybe the name of someone that uh, you'd like to, to see that that ministry of the family ministry building would, uh, would really impact, or, or, or perhaps a prayer. I've seen a lot of you brought in, if you did not bring in a rock today, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, if you brought a rock and you didn't write on it, you know, God, he reads what's written on your heart. It doesn't matter what's, what's on there. So if you have a stone that's not written on, just sort of pray, Lord, this is my prayer and you bring this and we're gonna bring these forward. We're gonna be walking forward in just a few moments and we're gonna be dedicating our efforts, our efforts to the Lord that this building that's raised, that it's gonna be for his glory. We're gonna put these rocks underneath the foundation and then they're gonna pour the footing over these, over these prayers that you're bringing forward. So I'm gonna ask now that you stay seated. The kids are gonna come forward first. And so as you watch the kids come forward, bringing the stones that they have brought, and then in a minute, I'm gonna give you a chance to share yours. And you can bring yours up anywhere at the front that you want. Come on, kids. This is why we're doing this. These kids are are leaders of the church in our future. Aren't they precious? This is why we're doing this. That we're gonna provide the safest, most secure, appropriate space that we can teach them and lead them and understand the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ. It's all about these kids. We're going to let them move out. We want, we want to be able to watch who the kids are and, and make sure they're safe. So, Okay, congregation, I'm going to ask that you just stand right now. And those that would, that have a rock that you'd like to bring forward or prayer, uh, this is your time to come forward. So you come forward now and let's dedicate what we're doing to the Lord. Praise God. These prayers are going up. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you're uniting us in this effort, Lord. I'm going to ask Lewis Fisher, who's leading up our faith campaign, leading up, reminding us that this is a work of the Lord. I'm going to ask him to to close this time out in prayer for us. Would you please voice that prayer, Lewis? Thank
4: you. Let's go to his throne. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we come humbly before you this morning, and we come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the presence of the Holy Spirit to acknowledge, Father, that you are our God and that you, Lord, are guiding us through this journey. Father, we're doing this based on two things, and that is prayer and the inerrant, infallible, inspired Holy Spirit and Word of God. And we proclaim Nehemiah 2.20, where it says, the God of heaven himself will help us succeed. Therefore, we will rise and build. We will trust in his Word, and we will always, Lord, faithfully call you our Father. We wait expectantly, Lord Jesus, to see exactly how you will move and impact this community, in this body of Christ. We love you and we praise you and it's your holy name we pray. Amen.
3: Church, thank you for praying. Thank you for praying for our community. Thank you for praying that what we're doing is not going to be an exercise of pride. That is something that is obedience to the Lord. Um, You know, um, have you thought about why we're doing this? Why are we placing stones on the altar? It's because we want parents we want families. We want children to go to heaven. That's what we're doing. They say, why are we building a family ministry center? Is it so we can we can why are we raising so many millions of dollars to try to do this? Is it so we can say how proud we are and say, hey, look what we did here at Anastasia? That's not what it's about. See what I'm wanting is I want that building to be a great big arrow pointing people to heaven. A great big LED laser light arrow just pointing people up to Jesus. That's what we want to do. It's an expression of us saying how important it is that we share Jesus with this coming up generation. That's why we're doing this. And that's why it's so very, very important. That's our mission. Helping people embrace the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ. And the truth is this. That if you trust in Jesus Christ, you're going to spend eternity with him in heaven. We're wanting to make we're wanting to make Saint Augustine an easy place to go to heaven from. Right? That's what we're trying to do. And a hard place to go to hell from. That's what God wants us to do. So it's an arrow. It's a you know, the Bible, it's an arrow. It's God's love letter arrow. He wanted to pierce our hearts. He wants to pierce our hearts and get our attention so that we can we can have that relationship with him because he wants us to go to heaven. That's what the Bible's all about. The Lord passionately desires for people to spend eternity with him. That's what it's all about. You know, this season, this fall, uh, we've been going through the Bible. We've been hitting the highlights and we're, we're culminating that series today. And we've we've hit the highlights of of what the Bible is saying. So you get the big picture, not just the minute factoid details of what's in this story, that story, whatever. I want you to know the big picture of the Bible. We've talked about creation and the introduction of sin in the Garden of Eden and the banishment. And we've talked about the Ten Commandments and the covenant. We've talked about the promised land. And the kings and the exile and the restoration and then the birth of Jesus and the ministry of Jesus. His death and burial and resurrection. We talked last week, Pastor Jeremy shared with you the truth that Jesus Christ is coming again. Praise God for that. And what I want to talk to you today is about heaven. I want to talk to you about heaven. You know, because that's why why God does what he does. He wants us to spend eternity in heaven. I've been looking forward to this talk. I want to talk to you about Revelation 23. Okay, look in your Bibles to Revelation 23. It's not there. It only goes to 22. <laughs> it only goes to Revelation 22. But you know, just because the Bible end doesn't mean God's work is going to end. It's going to go on and on and on and on. And I want to talk to you about what Revelation 23 is going to be like. What it's going to be like spending eternity with the Lord and, and as, we, as we share this. So, in, see, in Christ there is no end and Christ Christ worked, Christ died, the Father's working, so as many people as possible would receive that gift of eternal life and go to heaven. So I invite you to stand with me as I read God's word. I'll I'll read from Revelation 22, okay? (laughs) Revelation 22, okay? It says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of light, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, They'll need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this picture of what you have planned for us, and Lord, I pray that everyone would receive this. Lord, I pray everyone that would would just, would just come to you, Lord, and experience the promises that you want for us. In your precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So now we get the tour, okay? We're getting the, 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 the starting tour of heaven. We see the features. John, the person to whom the book of Revelation was revealed, okay, this vision is revealed to him, he's just opening up the door of heaven. He's opening up. You ever opened up a door of a new car? Okay. John's getting that new heaven smell. New heaven, new earth smell. You know, amazing stunning, incredible. You know, these are earthly words, but they in no way, they are not, they can't possibly convey what our eternal home is going to be like. There's a river of life flowing from the throne of God. There's a tree of life and there's 12 kinds of fruit on that tree. Each one coming to season in a, in a, in a different month. You know, perfect, complete. That's what 12 is. Perfect, complete, never-ending abundance. The leaves they're for the healing of the nations. And don't think, don't think medicine. They're not medicine because, you see, there's no sickness in heaven. They're health-giving. They're, they're vitamins, okay? They're vitamins. And, and that's what's going on, going to bring vitamins. And, and so those leaves of the tree of life are like supernatural, eternal, life-giving vitamins. And we're all around it. And humanity humanity in Genesis 3 was banished from the tree of life. Not anymore. Now we're around the tree of life, Okay? And In verse 3, it says, no longer anything a curse. Now, are you getting this? The curse on humanity is gone. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are forgiven of your sins. But while we're in this earthly body, sometimes we still deal with the curse of sin. We still deal with the ramifications of sin. You know, about pain in childbirth, struggle to survive, disease, death, you know. So... As I come to Thanksgiving week in this message, I just wanted to say, this is my message. I am thankful forever for heaven. Heaven, why I'm forever thankful. So the first thing I'm thankful for is, you can write this down. I am thankful that God takes away the curse of sin. So you can be thankful that God takes away the curse of sin. In heaven, all the guilt is gone. You have been forgiven of your sins if you trust in Jesus Christ, but some of you that are forgiven of your sins, you're still carrying around the guilt. You don't have to, but you still carry around that guilt and you carry around that regret. Why? Because there's still the curse. Okay? When you're removed from the body, you'll be removed from the curse, but there is still the curse here. Okay? So when you get to heaven, all the consequences will be burned away. When you get to heaven, whatever you have regretted in this life, gone. Whatever you feel guilty of, gone. Okay, jealousy, jealousy, the things that you feel like you missed out on in this life, gone. All of that's gone. Why? Because the curse of sin will be banished. Nothing of that curse is going to be there. Heaven's going to be an amazing place. I hope you'll be there with me. Heaven's an amazing place. Here's another thing that the Bible talks about heaven. This is Colossians chapter 3. Because we have heaven, this is something how it affects my life. Colossians chapter 3, starting at verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, if you are a Christ follower, if you're someone who's trusted in his, his, uh, his, his uh, salvation and, and him, seek the things that are above, where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth For you've died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Seek the things that are above. Seek the things of earth. Be thankful that I can look forward to heaven. That's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful. I'm looking forward to heaven. That's not something I dread. Heaven is something I'm looking forward to. It's going to be a great thing. You know, uh, set your mind. means I means think about that thing. I should be thinking about heaven. Sometimes we don't think about heaven. We start thinking about our next vacation or we start thinking about what our next purchase is going to be. I know a lot of you here, you're thinking about where you're going to buy lunch. I know, I know you might even be texting people. Where should we go after church and pastor, when pastor Walter finally finishes talking. I know you, we should be thinking about heaven. And thinking about Christ. So be thankful that I can look forward to heaven. When when I leave this earth, that is something I can look forward to. You know, my best days aren't behind me. My best days are ahead of me. So I spend eternity with Jesus. I'm looking forward to. And so I think we need to cultivate an informed passion of what heaven is. We we underrate heaven. It's going to be a beautiful place. Ephesians chapter 2, it's another place where Paul talked about heaven. This is what he says in Ephesians 2. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Hallelujah. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is so certain. He's putting this in the past tense. This is so certain. He said, Yeah, you can consider it a done deal, okay? Seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show, this is what heaven's gonna be like, the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Immeasurable riches. Grace, kindness, you know, Christians, many Christians have this unbiblical view uh, and an understanding of heaven. Everything that we imagine about heaven because of, 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 of how we think of things religiously here on earth, everything about heaven sounds boring to so many people. Gary Larson, he wrote The Far Side. He had this, this, uh, um, he had this cartoon made up. And, and do you have that vision, that image up there you can show? There we go. That's what a lot of people think about of heaven. I wish I brought a magazine. I'm sitting sitting on a cloud. I'm all alone. Like on a deserted island. There there was a pretty famous Christian counselor, and and he wrote this. He said, nearly every Christian I've spoken to has some idea that eternity is a never-ending church service. How many of you want to go to a never-ending church service? I mean, you're, you're thinking, I don't want to go there. You know? I don't want to go there. You know, but when you look at it clearly, you'll see that heaven is not a place Uh, of Borden, it's a place of joy. And so when I think of heaven, I'm thinking of impending joy, immeasurable riches, grace, kindness. I'm not seated on a cloud all alone. I'm I'm in fellowship with Christ. I'm thankful for the joy that's coming. So so this Thanksgiving week, be thankful for the impending joy of heaven. Be thankful that that's where we're going, okay? See, I believe that joy, I believe that joy crosses the heaven-earth boundary. I think the things that bring us joy in heaven also bring us joy on earth. Uh, my relationship with Christ can bring me joy in heaven. I think that that brings me joy here on earth. And so if you want joy in this life, develop your passions and tastes for heaven, and that will bring you joy. And it's something the world can't give you. It's something the world can't take it away. So I think that that joy crosses that boundary. You know, it's, heaven is a place of inexplicable joy. Satan is at work. One of the things he does, he's trying to make Christians ineffective in this life, and one of his tactics is that he makes up lies about heaven. He doesn't have to convince us that it doesn't exist. He just convinces us that it's so boring that there are people that would rather party in hell than go to heaven. That's what Satan does. But there's not going to be a party in hell. You know, and heaven's going to be a place of joy and, and, you know... We need to understand that that it's a place that we can get excited about. Do you like to travel? Do you like to travel? I think heaven is going to be a place of exploration. You know, Jesus said in my father's house in many rooms, if it were not so, I would have told you. You know, heaven prepared for us. It's a city of God with many mansions. I believe you're going to go for infinity. And every day there's a new corner you can look around. I think it's going to be a place of incredible exploration, not boredom. And you're going to have eternity to look around every single corner and see the fascinating blessings that God has created. Do you like gardening? Gardening? You like gardening? Revelation chapter 2 says there's amazing plants and crops and going on in heaven. And if you have a green thumb, heaven is the place for you. And if you don't have a green thumb and you wanted to, it's okay. Because there's no dying in heaven. You can't kill a house plant in heaven if you tried. Because there's no dying in heaven. Okay, so that's going to be beautiful. Do you like learning? I believe heaven is a place of discovery. I believe it's going to be stimulating. God's going to use eternity to show us the incomparable riches of his grace. You know, in this life, some of us ask questions like, why did this or that personal tragedy happen? I think God's gonna unfold revelation to us in heaven and we'll have an understanding like we don't have here on earth. God's gonna unfold this and this is the first time we're gonna be able to comprehend how fully everything works together to good for those who love the Lord. I think that's what's gonna happen in heaven and we're gonna learn more about what's going on in the very mind and plans of God. Can you imagine listening to Mary, the mother of Jesus, talk about love? Can you imagine listening to her heart, her testimony, and fully understanding? Or can you imagine leadership from the perspective of Moses and Joshua? I think some of the modern leaders will be up there, too. Can you imagine learning how to worship better with a seminar from Pastor Bobby Crumb up in heaven? Well, oh, that'd be great? But I think it's going to be a time that's going to be stimulating for us. And it's going to be a place of accomplishing things. Do you like to get things done? Do you like to accomplish things? Heaven is going to be a place of accomplishment. You know, uh, Revelation chapter 7 says we're going to serve God there. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 says we're going to judge angels. Did you know this? When we go to heaven, you don't become an angel. You don't become an angel when you go to heaven. When you go to heaven, you govern angels. You're better than angels, okay? So you're going you're gonna to govern angels, you know? And, and, you know and, and the things that you do right now, You may not like, but in heaven, the projects God gives to you, they're going to fit you like hand in glove. And there's not going to be any law breaking in heaven. You know what that means? There's no cops in heaven. Now, don't get me wrong. Cops, I'm not saying you don't go to heaven. Okay. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that when you go, you're going to be doing something different because you're not going to have to deal with that anymore. You're going to do something that you're going to love even better. Okay. So, so it's going to be great. It's going to be beautiful. Are you a people person? There are going to be people in heaven. It's paradise. The uh, most attractive thing for me about heaven is who's there. As I get older, even more so, I'm looking forward to heaven and the people that are going to be there. Hebrews 12 talks about people that are going to be there. Bible tells us that it's a city bustling of a living God. Thousands upon thousands of angels in his church is going to be there. Spirits of good people who've, made, who've been made perfect. It's going to be a place of unbelievable reunions. This is Thanksgiving week. 16 years ago, 2006, I had Thanksgiving meal with my father a Saturday after Thanksgiving. And uh, we had a great time. We laughed. We we Just just beautiful time of fellowship. Three days later, he died very suddenly of a heart attack. That was the last meal I ever shared with my father. Want you to know, that's not the last meal I'm ever going to share with my father. I'm going to see him in heaven. We'll be around that that banquet feast in heaven. So I'm looking forward to heaven. I'm looking forward to heaven. Uh, It's going to be a place of incredible reunion. And every day is going to be Thanksgiving. So I'm thankful for the reunion. You know, the things that are wrong in this earth are going to be right. Some of us in life, it's been hard when it comes to relationships When we deal with others, for whatever reason, we end up being seriously wounded or hurt or going through a series of relationships that don't go anywhere at all. You know, heaven will open up the joys and relationships that maybe you are missing out here on earth. Heaven's a place of joy because some things on earth are going to be absent from heaven. There's not going to be any more death. No more mourning. No more crying. No more pain. The old order of things has passed away. It's going to be a great place because those things are going to... I mean, think about this. Heaven is going to be pain-free. It's going to be disease-free. It's going to be drama-free. It's going to be fat-free. It's going to be cholesterol-free. All those things. No nightmares in heaven. I'm looking forward to going to heaven. It's a great place. God has that plan for all of us. And how do I get there? Colossians 3. For you've died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is your life appears, then you'll also appear with him in glory. It comes with our connection with Jesus Christ. That's how it is. We will appear with him. We will appear with him. He's the one who brings us into heaven. This is certainty. we're going to be going there, and we're going to be going home. So when I go into heaven, I'm thankful for my heavenly home. That's the last thing. The last note. I'm thankful for my heavenly home. My wife and I've been privileged to take a few trips in our life and married life, and I like the trips, but I love being home. I love being home. And so when Jesus said in John chapter five, verse 17, my Father is working until now and I'm working, what is he working at? He's working at bringing us home. So you can be home where you need to be. You now, that if you look at the Bible, there's so many pictures in the Bible and they're all accurate. But there's no way they could ever do it justice. But I know this, after this life is over, I'm gonna go to heaven. Because I trust in Jesus. And when I do, I'm going to go home. Why do I do what I do? I spend my life telling people about Jesus, being a pastor. It's because I have a peace of knowing where I'm going. And I'm going to heaven. And I want you to come with me. I want you to go to heaven too. I don't want you to get stuck down here. There's all kinds of stuff down there we have to deal with. And life's not terrible, but it's not what God intended. I want you to be in heaven with me. And here's how you do it. You trust in Jesus. Believe that he died for you. He paid the sin debt for you. And when you come to him and you say, I'm coming to you, Lord, I need your forgiveness. He has the power to forgive you. And he wants to, he has the desire to forgive you. There is no one here that God doesn't love so much that he doesn't want you to have a clean slate and go to heaven. I want you to go to heaven. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. You know what that means? He has the power to make that promise happen. He has the power of life over death. Are you wondering what's going to happen at the end of this life? I'm not. I'm trusting in Jesus. I know I'm going to be with him. I want you to be there with me. And then you follow him. You commit to him. Are you ready to commit to him as Lord of your life? We commit to him all kinds of things. We brought stones here. That represents a commitment. Some of that's commitment of prayer. Some of you have made financial commitments. Some of you make time commitments, time, talents, treasures. It means I'm following him. And when I'm following Jesus, I'm staying close to him. My life is in him. He's in me. And because he's gonna be in heaven, he's gonna take me there with him. So I'm staying close with him all my life long. Why do I do what I do? It's because there's a promise that you can have. And if you don't have that promise yet, you can have it today. What is keeping you, if you've never trusted in him, from letting him be the one that takes you to heaven? I pray that you make that decision today if you've not. And I pray you find all of God all that he wants for you. I pray that you start seeing the joy that he's bringing down from heaven, that he's showing us from heaven. I'm praying that you're going to take that joy and run with it. That you'll live the best life possible here in his power. But you know, Revelation 22, that's not the beginning of the end. That's the beginning of the beginning. And that's for you. Would you stand with me? Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for heaven. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you do great and powerful things here on earth. But Lord, that you have an amazing, amazing reality that we haven't even scratched the surface of. And Lord, I pray if there's someone struggling, what their eternal destiny would be. Lord, that you would make it clear. Lord, that you would give them faith. Lord, that you would give them and understanding. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would move in a very powerful way. And Lord, let your Holy Spirit move. Lord, help us take you into us that we would be in you. Lord, move among us, I pray, Lord, and to you be the glory. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be standing here at the front. If God's called you to pray, come pray. If God has called you to make a commitment, come make a commitment. Whether that's church membership or baptism or you need Jesus as Lord of your life, you come forward and trust in Him and take that step and to Him be the glory. You come.
1: Grace that flows like a river, washing gold. my sin.